G'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week, coming to you like it does every week from Dharawal country. It's the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name's Max Norden, and again this week I'm in the chair for Jude Hennessy. We gave Jude a huge project to pull together in the MacArthur region, and so because Jude can't get back to the studio in time this week, I'm back in the chair, and what a great show we've got lined up for you. We've got some great reflections on recent events, The Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, has been thinking about why Queen Elizabeth's death has had such an impact on so many people. Josh says that one of the things we can learn from the Queen's life is being committed to our vocation in life. We may not get a tiara or crown put on our head, but we can live our life as God calls us to. And as we go into another footy grand final weekend... Father Mike Delaney has had all his prayers answered with the Geelong Cats winning the AFL Grand Final last weekend. But Father Mike wonders, what would our churches be like if we had the same passion that we have for our footy clubs as passion for our church communities? Trish McCarthy's been thinking about the symbolism of the rainbow that God showed to Noah in the Old Testament and says it can be extended into our everyday life. Mother Hilda, in her wisdom from the Abbey Spot, has been thinking about the way various Indigenous peoples greet each other when they meet. She says one of the most powerful greetings is from Native Americans who acknowledge that I only know you when I can walk a mile in your moccasins. More from Mother Hilda on getting to know the other in Wisdom from the Abbey. Our Gospel reflection is from Deacon James Arblaster. James is based at the cathedral in Wollongong and he's in his final preparation for his ordination as a priest later this year. Deacon James is going to delve into what Jesus meant when he said, we are merely servants, we have done no more than our duty. Deacon James says, Jesus reminds us in this gospel that our state in life is one of natural service and self-giving to others. So, Let's get to this week's gospel. It's Luke chapter 17, verses 5 to 10. I'm going to proclaim the gospel for you in just a moment. Then we'll hear from Deacon James Arblaster. And then some music from the recently released track, My Jesus by Anne Wilson, combining with Crowder. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norden, sitting in again for Jude Hennessy. And I'm so glad you've joined us on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, Were your faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Which of you, with a servant ploughing or minding sheep, would say to him when he returned from the fields, Come and have your meal immediately? Would he not more likely to say, Get my supper laid, make yourself tidy, and wait on me while I eat and drink? You can eat and drink yourself afterwards. Must he be grateful to the servant for doing what he was told? So with you. When you have done all you have been told to do, say, We are merely servants. We have done no more than our duty. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Deacon James Arblaster. How good does it feel when you do something good for someone else? 
You might cover someone's grocery bill or mow the lawn for an elderly neighbour, smile or include someone who feels left out. When we do these things, it feels great, right? And we think to ourselves, I'm such a good person. You know, by doing these things, I've gone above and beyond the call of duty. God owes me one now. Jesus, in his characteristic way, stops us right there by shaking us awake from our slumber in this world to the true normal, to who we truly are. In this section of Luke's Gospel, Jesus is teaching his apostles, his inner circle, about the kingdom of God as they continue their long march towards Jerusalem and his suffering and death on the cross. We think that doing these good deeds of service in our lives is above and beyond our call of duty. You know, doing more and more of them makes us exceptionally good people. Jesus, on the other hand, reminds us that, no, actually, our nature, our purpose, is to be in this world images of God. Our state of life is one of natural service and self-giving for others. We're acting against our nature when we turn inwards on ourselves and demand that others bow down to our ego. Unfortunately, we live in a world wounded by the dysfunctional human heart. It is true, perhaps when we look around at others who are maybe trapped in addictions or who try and find their joy and their pleasure in transient things, maybe others that we've witnessed deceive or cheat or steal to get ahead, we may think, well, thank God that's not me. And when we do perhaps brief actions of love of neighbour, we can fall into that pattern of thinking, actually, I'm pretty good here. I'm one of the good ones. Jesus challenges us not to measure ourselves against others around us, but against the true norm, Christ himself. Jesus did not grasp at his divinity, in the words of Philippians, but he emptied himself, taking on human flesh, even to accepting humiliating and gruesome death on a cross. And as a result, God raised him up. Jesus, who even as Master and Lord, the night before he died, knelt down before his followers and performed acts of base service. He washed, you know, their travel-stained feet and called his servants his friends. When we serve our neighbour in this world, this passage reminds us we're actually doing nothing but our duty as images of God. That is what is normal. That is what we should cling to. And that is the mark of our new mind. That's how far our world is from the kingdom of God. But the gospel message reminds us that when we embrace that attitude of even humiliating service, kneeling down in the dust, we don't find ourselves further away from God, but we actually kneel shoulder to shoulder with God-made man, Jesus, as he serves the broken of this world as their healer and Lord. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's on all is stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Grace is free, and the good news is I know that He is. 
The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Among certain African tribes, there is an expression when they meet someone. They don't say, hello, they say, I see you. It's a beautiful expression, which indicates a total willingness to go beyond the polite recognition that another person is standing in front of you. It indicates a certain acceptance of the other, indeed a respect. Certain tribes among the Amazon peoples in South America say something similar, yet it seems to me to go a step further. They will say of another, further down the track of the relationship, I saw you, but I had not met you. In other words, it wasn't enough to actually pass the time of day with you. I needed more in order to get to know you. I needed, as the Native Americans would say, to walk a mile in your moccasins. And then, knowing you, I can say I have truly met you. 
I wonder sometimes if that isn't some of the meaning of that final chapter in Matthew's Gospel when Jesus is describing the Last Judgment, where sheep and goats are being separated, and the Father is saying one of the saddest things we could ever hear, Depart from me, I tell you, I do not know you. One Christian evangelist spoke of the, the first hectic years of her ministry, and she wrote, I was spending so much time talking about God, I wasn't talking with God, and I began not to know him at all. Can I ask you, have we set ourselves to know the Lord? Is a little reading of the scriptures part of our everyday life? Have we then walked in his moccasins? To walk in the moccasins of God is a glorious and yet at times challenging journey. We begin to see things, we begin to see life from his point of view, and unconsciously we begin to veer in his direction, a bit like night headlights in the dark. We catch ourselves, for instance, defending someone else's character or being surprised by a more charitable interpretation of something. It's also no longer possible to hold on to our own sinfulness we become people who readily ask forgiveness both of God and others. It's no longer acceptable to have someone hold something against us. We're propelled to seek peace with the other. When we do that, we are truly meeting him. Surely when our judgment comes, it will be music to our ears to hear the Father say, I saw you and I met you. It will be music to the ear of the Father to hear you say, Father, I saw you and I met you. Thanks, Mother Hilda. So, are you thinking about how you're going to greet your friends and work colleagues this coming week? They might get a bit of a shock if you greet them with, I see you, but I don't know you. After the break, Father Mike Delaney's reliving the mighty Geelong Cats win in last week's AFL Grand Final but he's doing it with a twist. He wonders what impact we might have in our church communities if we had the passion of a football supporters group and be able to channel that passion into spreading the gospel message. And coming up now, the music continues with Chrissy Metz and Talking to God. After the break, we'll be back with more music from Jordan Feelys. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norton, sitting in for Jude Hennessy. Thanks for being on the journey. I was catching up with an old friend Nothing too heavy, just checking me How's it going, how's your mom then? And for once he talked more than me Said I hear a lot about you around here Yeah, I know it's been one of them years I get it, man, you do the best you can Still wind up on your knees I was talking to God last night About why things happen The way they do Yeah, they shed a little light On what I'm going through What I'm going through And everything under the sun While some get it all And some people fall out of love I was talking to God last night Your name came up It still stings just a little bit So many things 
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I'm preparing this God spot on the morning of the AFL Grand Final because, well, I need to be doing something to occupy my mind before the game begins. I've just been talking to a friend who has committed a grievous sin. She's a CAT supporter, a Geelong supporter for those in the non-AFL states. She rang me to see how I was coping in the lead-up to the game. As she knows that I normally become a little bit stressed and anxious. 
Mind you, I know it's only a game, but it does terrible things to my psyche. But back to the sin of my friend. Some time ago, her sister suffered a stroke, and to help her in her recovery, she spent weekends when possible with her. But her sister supports the Magpies, Collingwood. You either support the Pies, or you are an ABC supporter. Any team but Collingwood. Just recently, she heard herself saying, after a Collingwood loss, that we should have done such and such. And she suddenly knew she had actually changed her allegiance. Thankfully, you can't celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation over the phone, because if she'd asked me for absolution, I would have had to refuse her. Just joking about absolution and phone confessions for that matter. Recently, the Sunday Gospels from Luke's Gospel have been repeating the theme that we need to focus on the things of heaven and not on the things of earth. That can become just a little difficult when you love your footy or rugby or soccer or cricket or golf or tennis or whatever sport, not just to get a little passionate when it comes to an important event. It's not that I don't love the things of heaven, although I suspect there might be some who might be thinking at the moment, I'm starting to wonder. But there are times when a little relaxation is important and the fervour, fever that a grand final creates has an impact on many lives. It's possible that some of you might have heard of the Could Have Been Champions, a group of mad AFL football supporters who have had a weekly radio show filled with comedy, songs and general mayhem for over 40 years. One of their segments at the end of the show is a phone-in from listeners. In actuality, it's just members of the Coulda Beans talking. One regular caller is Danny from Droop Street in Footscray. He rang in the night that the Western Bulldogs had won the flag after a 62-year drought. After being asked if he was celebrating the win, he simply said, It's all downhill from here. Yes, sport can become a religion for some people and can be over the top for many, but it can also teach us a lot about community. My friend who rang this morning is only one of a number of people, both friends and parishioners, who have been in contact during this week wishing me all the best for today. Many because they know of my anxiety and the fact that I won't be able to watch the game, but all of them have been because of friendship. I frequently wonder what impact we might have on the broader community if our church communities had the passion of a football supporters group. When this Godspot is broadcast, it will be all over and many people will be thinking about how their team might go in 2023. But I wonder, might we have a little greater awareness of the fact that all of us have the possibility of channeling our passion into spreading the gospel message. And what a difference it would make if we really thought about it. Thank you, Father Mike Deloney. And further to Father Mike's story, he told me during the week that he actually did get to watch the second half of the game and so enjoyed Geelong's grand final win. And for those of you following the NRL grand final this weekend with the Battle of Sydney's West, best of luck to your team, whether that be Penrith or Parramatta. Coming up after the break, Trish McCarthy in her Milk and Honey segment is thinking about the symbolism of the rainbow that God showed Noah in the Old Testament and says that can be extended to our everyday life. 
Right now, let's get back into some more music. Here's Ben Rector, and thank you. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden, sitting in for Jude Hennessy, and you're still on the journey. Thanks for the sunrise. Thanks for the night sky. Thanks for the deepest blue in my daughter's eyes. And thanks for the weekend. Thanks for a good friend. Thanks for in the high life again. Makes me feel alive. It's been too long since we sat down and talked this way. But life is hard, sometimes I don't know what to say. But thank you. how the world seemed back when I was 19 maybe I just miss having things all figured out cause now I got doubts and I got these questions things I just don't understand but I bet you'll sort it out it's been too long since we sat down and talked this week life is hard sometimes I don't know what to say times when it just doesn't make no sense but you have been good to me you have been good to me time and again
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. It's encouraged that we eat a rainbow of colour in regards to our food. The various colours of our natural food have a specific purpose in our bodies. Not only do I try and eat a rainbow of colour on any one day, but every now and then, maybe once a month, I throw in a colour day. Put simply, if I want to cleanse my body, I'll tackle the challenge of having a green day, whereby the majority of the foods I consume are green. Green salad filled with baby spinach, steamed broccoli, avocado, pumpkin seeds. Or a green vegetable soup with leeks, broccoli, zucchini, celery. These can be so delicious. Another day might be purple, comprising of eggplants, berries, grapes, purple cabbage and the like. You get the idea. A key point to remember is to keep it as fresh and natural as possible. Maybe the symbolism of the rainbow God showed Noah in the Old Testament can be extended into our everyday lives, living close to or under God's promise to take care of us body, mind and spirit. Thanks, Trish McCarthy, for that really good tip of eating a rainbow of colour. I've actually noticed among my circle of friends how many are now growing more of their veggies in their home gardens and making it much easier to have a rainbow of colour at each meal. Coming up after the break, the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton, who wonders why the death of Her Majesty the Queen has had a large impact on so many. He thinks it was her genuine faith and how that transformed her life and helped her to see the calling she had every day. And that's something that we can do too. Let's get into some more music though. Here's I Am They featuring Cheyenne Mitchell and Firm Foundation. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden sitting in for Jude Hennessy and we're getting towards the end, but you're still on the journey. Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand Everything around me So I 
Hi, I'm Dominic from Vancouver, Canada, and you're listening to The Journey. I grew this heart into a drifter I never felt the roots I bear So my side, oh brother, sister For a mountain of fool's gold It's gone, only God knows, God knows where So was restless for redemption For a place to stand Well I ain't got no life And you know I ain't got no money Just the faith of an empty hand An empty hand Amazing grace I
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now, here's the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. Why has the death of an elderly woman living in a country far away affected so many? The death of Her Majesty the Queen has had a large impact on so many. Is it because of the breadth of her service? The fact that at such a young age she was able to be of influence and importance in ways that none of us will probably experience unless you are part of a royal family. You just don't become someone who's meeting with prime ministers and presidents at the ages of 20 to 30 when you're just the average Joe. What is it about her and her life that has really captured so many of us? I think for me, I've been captured by her faith, her genuine faith. And I believe that she took that role that she had as the defender of the faith as a very important role that transformed her life and helped her to see the calling she had every day. Life, prayer, the church, sharing with others was something that she lived out and saw of value. But she didn't have to, but she chose to. She chose to because she saw what happened to her at her coronation. And again, I can't speak for her, but she saw that it changed her and gave her a place in society, place in the church that was very special. I am very impressed by the great lengths she went to to nurture her faith. How she would be consistent and loyal to prayer. How she'd ensure she got to weekly services, except during times of COVID, but all of us experienced that as well. What can we learn from the life of Queen Elizabeth II? We can learn about faith. We can learn about vocation. We can learn about how we can live our lives like that. We may not get a tiara or a crown put on our head or, or have a hundred naval soldiers or navy people carrying us to our final resting place. But we can live our life as God calls us to in a way that will transform lives and it will transform ourselves. Because really, in the long run, all we can do is work for the kingdom and work for us to be the people God calls us to be.
off the show with Phil Wickham and House of the Lord. And before that, thanks to the Bush Deacon from Bathurst, Josh Clayton, telling us that we may not get a tiara or crown put on our head, but we can live our life as God calls us to in a way that will transform lives and be the people that God calls us to be. Thanks also to all our contributors to the show this week, to Trish McCarthy, Father Mike Delaney, Mother Hilda Scott, and the two deacons topping and tailing our show today. Back at the beginning, Deacon James Armblaster from Lumen Christi Parish in Wollongong with the Gospel Reflection, and Deacon Josh Clayton from Bathurst at the end of the show. A special thanks to all our participating radio stations as well, who bring you the journey each week. No matter where you're listening, along the East Coast, down in Tassie with Mike Delaney, in the nation's capital, over in the West or over the divide across regional Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland, we just love doing this show for you. Enjoy your weekend, particularly if you're in one of the states or territories that are having another long weekend this weekend. And we'll be doing it all again for you next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden, sitting in this week for Jude Hennessy. The Journey is produced in Dharawal country 
by the Office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Check us out at jcr.org.au.